0: dances explore logan.com steve carlson and the ksl traffic center cloudy and 59 tomorrow ksl fm midvale
1: ksl salt lake city from the
0: ksl common spirit health studios this is ksl news radio
1: utah's news traffic and weather station
0: This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, Salt Lake City has officially submitted its bid for the 2034 Winter Olympics. Our team coverage begins with KSL News Radio's Claire Scott.
1: While smitting a bid 10 years before the games actually begin, maybe a bit proactive, bid leader Darren Hughes told KSL TV it was a huge relief to have it done.
0: Because all of the thousands of documents and, and pages and, and, and all that
1: work Um, It was just so much fun to finally hit submit and say, it's out of the way. The bid was submitted in a ceremony this morning with some special guests, including Utah's top political leaders and aspiring athletes. It's so cool to just even have it coming. So to be able to compete in it would be even more incredible. From here, we'll be visited by a commission from the International Olympics Committee. The Salt Lake City Committee for the Games say they hope we'll be made the official host of the Winter Olympics in the next few months. Claire Scott, KSL News Radio.
0: Organizers behind the push to bring the Olympics back here say Salt Lake is ready to rock for 2034. Team coverage continues with KSL News Radio's Becky Bruce.
1: It was all cheers this fall when the IOC named Salt Lake City its preferred 2034 host city, and one of the loudest of those cheering was Fraser Bullock, CEO of the Salt Lake City, Utah Committee for the Games.
0: They love Utah. They love our people. They love the fact that we have these beautiful mountains, these venues all close together. Bullock
1: told us at that time that while it's expensive to host the games, the Salt Lake bid doesn't ask for any public money, in part because the venues already exist and in some cases make money. The state does continue to spend money on the upkeep of many of those venues. Becky Bruce, KSL News Radio.
0: Gunshots in the middle of the night and bountiful. Police found a man with bullet wounds. That man later died in the hospital. It was one in the morning when Bountiful police received the call of gunshots from an east side neighborhood of Bountiful. When they arrived, they located an unconscious male uh, laying face down on the ground. That was Lieutenant Andrew Smith with Bountiful PD, who said 18 shell casings were collected at the scene. No suspects currently in custody, but Smith shared what they're working with. Neighbors who have uh, any video footage um, who may have heard the gunshots, um, officers are collecting the witness statements and making contact with each of the homeowners here in the area. As we learn more, we'll bring you the latest updates as they come. Eric Cabrera, KSL News Radio. Dueling trips to the border for the top contenders for president. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Staff
1: President Biden and former President Trump are both visiting the border with Mexico today to spotlight their approaches to the immigration crisis. President Biden is meeting with border agents and local law enforcement in Brownsville, Texas. Cameron County Sheriff Eric Garza says he has seen the problem worsen over time. This is
0: going on since I was young. It's gotten worse. It seems to be a concerted effort to move individuals or immigrants into the U.S.
1: Meantime, Mr. Trump is in Eagle Pass where the national National Border Patrol Vice President Chris Cabrera says he's shown that he knows how to fix the border crisis. I do believe that President Trump will get it done because he got it done before. President Biden has proven that he can't get it done. Cabrera says he doesn't expect Democrats and Republicans to work together for a solution. The U.S. House has approved a spending bill that will avoid a government shutdown tomorrow, but Republicans like Thomas Massey say it merely puts off decisions about longer-term legislation. We're going to kick the can down the road. Is that going to solve any problems? No, it creates another crisis next week. The short-term extension is the fourth in recent months. The measure now goes to the Senate for approval. And in breaking news... We have just learned that one of Canada's most consequential prime ministers has died. Brian Mulroney negotiated the North American Free Trade Agreement with the U.S. and Mexico. He was 84 years old. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Schleus, KSL News Radio.
0: Rocky Mountain Power says it's staffed up ahead of the strong wind expected to hit the area late Friday night. There's a high wind warning in effect starting at 11 tomorrow night, running through Saturday afternoon. Rocky Mountain Power says they have crews on standby just in case. We've already seen gusty wind more than 24 hours before that warning takes effect. KSL meteorologist Kevin Eubank says we've been seeing gusts up to 50 or 60 miles an hour on the mountaintops tops. Then the more wind comes through Friday night ahead of the storm. A
1: cold front blasts through Saturday before it. Strong south winds and 53 for the high. Behind it, cold front sweeps through, drops us into the 30s, and changes that rain over
0: to snow. Kevin's expecting about a quarter inch of rain for the valley floor, followed by one to two inches of snow before it's all done sometime Sunday. KSL Time 505. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. We turn to Ricky Meese. And
1: we do have a new accident. This time it's in Sandy on the northbound side of I-15. Right by the mall, 106 south. Quickly got moved out of traffic to the shoulder. It's still causing a little bit of curiosity slowing in the area. Southbounders on I-15 in Utah County filling in and slowing down from Pioneer Crossing, American Fork to Linden. Also, some heavy and slow tra- uh, traffic transitioning from eastbound I-80 to go northbound on i 215's West Belt. Ricky Mace in the KSL Traffic Center.
0: KSL News Time, 505. Thanks, Ricky. Used to be a starter home, was a little house proudly standing on its own lot, but now condos and townhomes are the new starter homes. A report from the Kim Gardner Institute shows that compared with 10 years ago, we've built four times as many townhomes last year. Utah Housing Corporation CEO David Damshin says. It's time for younger Utahns to downsize their expectations. Well, the economics have changed on us, and so our expectations on the demand side need to change. I think people need to understand that maybe the, the right starter home is a townhome or a condo. Damshin says in order to afford a first home, we may have to start thinking like homeowners did back in